Part One Prologue of Under Western Eyes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Under Western Eyes by Joseph Conrad. Part One Prologue. Epigraph. I would take liberty from any hand as a hungry man would snatch a piece of bread miss halden to begin with i wish to disclaim the possession of those high gifts of imagination and expression which would have enabled my pen to create for the reader the personality of the man who called himself after the russian custom cyril son of isidor kirillo sidorovitch razumov if i have ever had these gifts in any sort of living form they have been smothered out of existence a long time ago under a wilderness of words words as is well known are the great foes of reality i have been for many years a teacher of languages it is an occupation which at length becomes fatal to whatever share of imagination observation and insight an ordinary person may be heir to to a teacher of languages there comes a time when the world is but a place of many words and man appears a mere talking animal not much more wonderful than a parrot this being so i could not have observed mr razumov or guessed at his reality by the force of insight much less have imagined him as he was even to invent the mere bald facts of his life would have been utterly beyond my powers but i think that without this declaration the readers of these pages will be able to detect in the story the marks of documentary evidence and that is perfectly correct it is based on a document all i have brought to it is my knowledge of the russian language which is sufficient for what is attempted here the document of course is something in the nature of a journal a diary yet not exactly that in its actual form for instance most of it was not written up from day to day though all the entries are dated some of these entries cover months of time and extend over dozens of pages all the earlier part is a retrospect in a narrative form relating to an event which took place about a year before i must mention that i have lived for a long time in geneva a whole quarter of that town on account of many russians residing there is called la petite russie little russia i had a rather extensive connection in little russia at that time yet i confess that i have no comprehension of the russian character the illogicality of their attitude the arbitrariness of their conclusions the frequency of the exceptional should present no difficulty to a student of many grammars but there must be something else in the way some special human trait one of those subtle differences that are beyond the ken of mere professors what must remain striking to a teacher of languages is the russians extraordinary love of words they gather them up they cherish them but they don't hoard them in their breasts on the contrary they are always ready to pour them out by the hour or by the night with an enthusiasm a sweeping abundance with such an aptness of application sometimes that as in the case of very accomplished parrots one can't defend oneself from the suspicion that they really understand what they say there is a generosity in their ardour of speech which removes it as far as possible from common loquacity and it is ever too disconnected to be classed as eloquence but i must apologize for this digression it would be idle to inquire why mr razumov has left this record behind him it is inconceivable that he should have wished any human eye to see it 
a mysterious impulse of human nature comes into play here putting aside samuel pepys who has forced in this way the door of immortality innumerable people criminals saints philosophers young girls statesmen and simple imbeciles have kept self-revealing records from vanity no doubt but also from other more inscrutable motives there must be a wonderful soothing power in mere words since so many men have used them for self-communion being myself a quiet individual i take it that what all men are really after is some form or perhaps only some formula of peace certainly they are crying loud enough for it at the present day what sort of peace kirillo sidorovitch razumov expected to find in the writing up of his record it passeth my understanding to guess the fact remains that he has written it mr razumov was a tall well-proportioned young man quite unusually dark for a russian from the central provinces his good looks would have been unquestionable if it had not been for a peculiar lack of fineness in the features it was as if a face modelled vigorously in wax with some approach even to a classical correctness of type had been held close to a fire till all sharpness of line had been lost in the softening of the material but even thus he was sufficiently good-looking his manner too was good in discussion he was easily swayed by argument and authority with his younger compatriots he took the attitude of an inscrutable listener a listener of the kind that hears you out intelligently and then just changes the subject this sort of trick which may arise either from intellectual insufficiency or from an imperfect trust in one's own convictions procured for mr razumov a reputation of profundity amongst a lot of exuberant talkers in the habit of exhausting themselves daily by ardent discussion a comparatively taciturn personality is naturally credited with reserved power by his comrades at the st petersburg university kirillo sidorovitch razumov third year's student in philosophy was looked upon as a strong nature an altogether trustworthy man this in a country where an opinion may be a legal crime visited by death or sometimes by a fate worse than mere death meant that he was worthy of being trusted with forbidden opinions he was liked also for his amiability and for his quiet readiness to oblige his comrades even at the cost of personal inconvenience mr razumov was supposed to be the son of an archpriest and to be protected by a distinguished nobleman perhaps of his own distant province but his outward appearance accorded badly with such humble origin such a descent was not credible it was indeed suggested that mr razumov was the son of an archpriest's pretty daughter which of course would put a different complexion on the matter this theory also rendered intelligible the protection of the distinguished nobleman all this however had never been investigated maliciously or otherwise no one knew or cared who the nobleman in question was razumov received a modest but very sufficient allowance from the hands of an obscure attorney who seemed to act as his guardian in some measure now and then he appeared at some professor's informal reception apart from that razumov was not known to have any social relations in the town he attended the obligatory lectures regularly and was considered by the authorities as a very promising student he worked at home in the manner of a man who means to get on but did not shut himself up severely for that purpose he was always accessible and there was nothing secret or reserved in his life
End of Part One Prologue Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine